Rock 102, Springfield's Clash of Rock. 534 in Journey on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny this morning and becoming mostly cloudy by this afternoon. A high of 35 for tonight. Cloudy, low of 24. And for tomorrow, cloudy and a high of 43. But a long ways to go before we get there. It's minus one degree right now in downtown Springfield. Oh, man, what a show today. I hardly know where to begin explaining what's going to happen today. But when it happens, I will let you know. I promise that. Maybe uh, am I the a-hole today? Maybe a few other things as well. It's 534 on Rock 102. Bourbon Barbecue and Blues is sold out. Thanks to all our sponsors. Country Hyundai, Country Nissan, Northampton Volkswagen, Volvo Cars Pioneer Valley, Genesis of Northampton, Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics, Savage Farms CBD.com, and the Delaney House. And thanks to you. Stay tuned for more exciting... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and Nirvana on Rock 102. Ah, uh, but he did have a gun. He had a very big one. Big he enough was, to... He was lying about it the whole time. Yeah, no kidding. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 35. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 43. It's 3 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say? We hop right into some Ma- Hollywood trash uh, for Steve uh, and Nick. Uh, Rock 102. Uh, so Madonna posts these... Uh, Pretty saucy pictures on Instagram yesterday. Right? Yeah. Uh, but Nelly decided to square up with Madonna on social media after Madonna posted those pictures of herself in various states of dress slash undress, posing with a luxury vehicle. Did he say it's getting cold in here? Put back on all your clothes? No. He said uh, he jumped into the comment section and said, quote, uh, some things should be covered up. Ooh. Oh, that's saying it. Come on. And not surprisingly, Nelly got slammed by Madonna's fans, but she hasn't commented yet. It wouldn't be surprising if she did, though. Two months ago, 50 Cent mocked her for posting sexy pictures, and she shot back, quote, I guess your new career is getting attention by trying to humiliate others on social media. The least, uh, they're the least elevated choice you could make as an artist and an adult. Mm. And then 50 then apologized for that. You know, I suppose if I were uh, young and, and ignorant, I can look at a 63-year-old lady and say, oh, my God, that's too old to be uh, looking at you yeah. in a uh, provocative way. But as a guy who is not that far mm-hmm. from her age yeah. now, I'm thinking uh, I got no problem with this. Well, if Madonna wants to look provocative, she may not be doing it for your demographic. To each- but for old guys like us, we're like, yeah. To each their own, I suppose. That's it. That's it. Um, I mean, I could just go look at pictures of roast beef sandwiches and have the same effect. But, hey, if you want to look at pictures of Madonna and 63 years old uh, dressing up in... uh, Listen, sometimes uh, food videos online are just as provocative and intriguing as anything else you could put in front of me. It's like two canned hams with a slice of pizza hanging down the middle. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly Uh what it is, Steve. You're Uh, exactly right. Comedy is definitely harder in the age of political correctness, but it's not impossible. It would help, though, if audiences got a little more sophisticated. Ricky Gervais says, quote, There's no subject you shouldn't talk about. It depends on the joke. It depends on your angle, right? I think a lot of this pious offense comes from people mistaking the target of the joke with the subject. You can joke about anything, but it depends on what the actual target is. Said too many people whip out their cancel cards far too quickly when certain subjects are broached. Or when certain taboo words are spoken, and one of the most important things humor does is shine a spotlight on the troubling issues of our time. I didn't laugh once at what you just said. Well, that's Ricky Gervais saying this. Uh, Comedians should never be afraid to tackle these subjects or be controversial. So think before you cancel. 
I tend to agree with that. No, that I'll agree with. Yeah. I never cancel right away. No, I always uh, wait at least six months. My list cancel. of cancellations is surprisingly short. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky are expecting their first child. Rihanna debuted their, uh, her baby bump on a walk with uh, Rocky in Harlem over the weekend. See, I told you it wasn't mine, but you wouldn't listen. No, well, hey, ASAP Rocky. Uh, when is the uh, baby expected to be born? ASAP. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Antonio Brown's glove from his shirtless tirade at the Bucks versus Jets game is being auctioned. It's currently going for $1,718. Now, what are you going to do with Blacked one? Blacked out Raiders logo and all. What are you going to do with one glove? Well, it's kind of like, uh, didn't somebody have one of Michael Jackson's gloves? Yeah, but I mean, you can understand why Michael would only have one glove. Well, Fingerprints. People buy the weirdest crap anyway for, you know, they want certain items. True. But if I'm going to spend that much on a pair of gloves, I'm going to want the other glove, too. Yeah. Kind of like if you gave me a shoe. I wouldn't want just one shoe. I'd want two shoes, and in my size. Oh. Oh, there you go. Otherwise, I'm walking around with one shoe. What the hell am I going to do with that? Like one sock. Well, you could walk in circles. I'm not doing that. Yeah, you could. I'm just saying. Not for that price. Whoopi Goldberg took some flack yesterday when she said on The View that the Holocaust wasn't about race. She said, quote, let's be truthful about it because the Holocaust isn't about race. No, it's not about race. It's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. And then her co-host tried to correct her, saying it really was about race because the Nazis believed the Jews were an inferior race. But Whoopi uh, would not be denied. She said, quote, "Uh, these are two white groups of people. You're missing the point. The minute you turn it into race, it goes down this alley. Let's talk about it for what it is. It's about how people treat each other. It's a problem. Yeah, you know, it uh, It really is kind of about race. Yeah. Last night, of course, she tweeted an apology saying the Holocaust was about both race and man's inhumanity. Yes, yeah, man. of course. It's a combination of the two. That's why the Germans were looking to create a, a master race. She's really good at cardio with all that backpedaling she's been doing. No kidding. Yeah. You'd think she'd be very healthy. Justin Bieber paid $1.29 million for a Bored Ape Yacht Club NFT, which is 500% above its value. He posted a picture with of the NFT with lyrics to his song, Lonely. Maybe that's why I'm not getting into this NFT craze. It's All it is is, is a digital thing, right? An NFT is a digital... Yeah. Is that what it is? It's like a digital I mean, medallion? Theoretically, uh, you could create your own NFT, like the uh, the Steve Nagel coin. Ooh. Like my own uh, my own Bitcoin? Yeah, right. Oh. I'm, In your it? case, it'd be a Bitcoin. <laughs> this particular NFT's value was uh, $208,000 as of Saturday, and he paid $1.29 I guess when you don't really care... When if you got you have the yeah, money, if you got money to burn, what do you care? Yeah, ah, one point two million, million pff, big deal. I you would know, do I was, a bunch of stupid stuff with money too. I was just happy when we came up with uh, you know bobbleheads and our own <laughs> cereal. Yeah, that's... I don't know if I can see uh, us doing the non fungible tokens. Joe Rogan said yesterday he's not trying to be controversial on his podcast. Isn't that the whole reason why you would do a podcast? Isn't that the way you get people to listen to your podcast? And he vowed to inject more balance by talking to people with different opinions. He also said he's not mad at Neil Young or Joni Mitchell for pulling their music from Spotify because of him. I think he's kind of playing it right, though. He's not coming out going, 
screw all you you know what i mean like he's not no, coming he's... out on the events he's like okay well this is what we're doing and i'm gonna keep my show sorry neil young and Joni mitchell well i don't think he's entirely stupid and i think if you've got a hundred million dollar contract you do whatever you can to make sure that that contract stays valid so playing it down the middle of the road is probably the smartest place for him to go. Yeah, but let's just say a guy like Alex Jones was the center of this thing. Yeah. He would be a guy who would do something to screw it up for himself. Oh, because he's a hothead. Yeah. Well, he's an idiot, too. Well, there's that also. Yeah. And that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. I am. Are you looking for some good news? Hazen has it. Are you looking? And now... Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the King of Snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, it's official. The reports of Tom Brady's impending retirement are prematurely premature. Without saying I told you so, let me just clear my throat and point to myself for a while in a manner which suggests that's exactly what I did. You see, while every major football know-it-all was busy telling you that Tom Brady was about to retire, I was telling you to slow down and wait for the man himself to make it official. Yesterday, he not only didn't make it official, he officially confirmed that he hasn't decided yet. And to me, that invalidates the statements of nearly everybody who said that he had. Yesterday, during Tom Brady's Let's Go podcast, Tom Brady himself stated that he has not made any firm decisions on his future and instead is, quote, going through the process. Now, of course, going through the process can mean many things. On one hand, it could mean he'd still like to play. It could also mean that perhaps everybody around him, like his wife and kids, would like him to stop. And while many of you Brady fans cannot imagine a football season without the guy, here's something to consider. At some point, he is going to leave the game. But if dipping your toe into the rumor mill is a way to gauge how people are going to lose their minds when he finally does make a decision, then I suppose that might be part of going through the process, too. Here's the bottom line. While everybody is impatiently waiting for Tom Brady to announce his intentions to retire, it's nobody's decision but his. And while we all feel as though we deserve answers, we really don't. You see, Tom Brady is allegedly a human being. And human beings making private decisions in front of all you people who believe are entitled to answers that only he can give you. And right now, he's not prepared to give you jack squat. Do I think he's going to retire? Absolutely. Maybe it's about legacy. Maybe it's about $15 million in signing bonus. Maybe it's about what's best for Tom Brady and his family. All you have to know is that when he's ready to spill the beans, he probably will. And that's the moment where you will be entitled to know what's up with Tom Brady. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know the difference between a ball cock and a closet flange? Ricardo does. Ricardo's the plumbing specialist at the Island Pond Rockies in Springfield. Got a plumbing project? Go see Ricardo. Good people, plumbing people, and rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 612 and John Mellencamp on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 35. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 43. It is 3 right now in downtown Springfield. Um, I'd love to have the Super Bowl on a Saturday night. You know, the, the more I you think know? about it, the less sense it makes to keep it on a Sunday. It, you heard uh, Dave Coombs. He just did the story about how the Cincinnati public schools have announced that uh, the Monday after the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. 
they've canceled classes for everybody. Yes. So it's like there's like a, the kids don't have to go to school. But then you know we did a story. Was it like last week or the week before? There's this uh, there's this kid who uh, put together a, a change.org petition mm-hmm. to move Super Bowl uh, Sunday to Saturday or give everybody the day off on Monday. Now, I'm a, I am I like to consider myself somewhat of like a football traditionalist. I don't like like too many rule changes. Like, I kind of like right. uh, like old school football. But, you know, the more I think about this, uh, to me, it's just not – there's no real reason that we're doing this on a Sunday. No. I mean, I guess uh, in a way – it gets the conversation started the next day on a Monday, right after the after the game is over. But how many people are actually even going to work? You know, there's a lot of people who call. Isn't it like one of the biggest call out sick days of the year is the day after Super Bowl Sunday? They, uh, I read something like 11 million people yeah. a year call out the day after yeah. the Super Bowl. And then this uh, petition that this kid, he's a high school kid that he puts together, yeah. was uh, seeking 150 thousand signatures. He's up to 123,000 already. He's almost uh, at uh, at his threshold there. But you know, think about it. If you uh if you if your team is playing in a Super Bowl and you know, we've certainly had our uh, our share fair our fair share here around here. Yeah. But if your team is playing in a football, uh, playing in the Super Bowl and uh, you got to work the next day, you're not only going to call in sick. It also disrupts your ability to enjoy traditional celebratory fan violence in a way that you should be able to really enjoy. Absolutely. Move it to a Saturday. You can break things and set stuff on fire all day uh, on cars Sunday. Cars can be overturned yes. uh, into the wee hours of Sunday morning, and you don't have to get up. See how much sense this makes, Steve? Yeah. It makes a ton of sense to me. Listen, I, I've been uh, I've been asking that question for years, why we've never moved it to a Saturday. I just I don't get it why... You would continue to have something on a Sunday when it goes it's pretty late at night. You know, yeah. you're talking about 10 o'clock at night. And a lot of people are, well, I guess I'm only considering myself because I'm usually in bed by 7, 38 o'clock. Right. And, uh, you know, if the game goes late, let's say Super Bowl goes into overtime. Yeah. You could stay up until, yeah. you know, 11, 30, midnight to find out the results of the game. Yeah, it's not worth it. I think the uh, the most important thing here, and I think this is the reason why the NFL should seriously consider it, there's a definitive economic impact to moving it from Sunday to Saturday. Yeah. Think of all the all the, the bars that'll be open late. Yeah. Packing people in to watch the game. Think about how many people will be ordering drinks and food and appetizers at yeah. and restaurants and bars all over the country. I mean, not not just the two cities that have teams in the Super Bowl, but all over the country. Yeah, because you see a lot of these places that do the Sunday night thing. And it's they're poorly attended because again a lot of people have to get up the next day and don't want to be out. Or everybody clears out by the second yeah. half. There's no to me. When, this doesn't make any sense to when, do that. When did we start moving this into February anyway? Why, well, why did that happen? Because well, what happened was when you introduced for many years, there were no there was no bye week. Right. Now you're playing a 17 week schedule with a bye week, so the 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 regular season is longer. Right. So that extends the postseason back like a like one more week. Yeah. So that's really what did it. Yeah, but this is two weeks now into the month of February. Right. Well, I mean, they've it always used to be over, but like January 28th was the Super Bowl. You know, from what I remember back in the 90s, it was January was always the Super Bowl. Right. But we but you know they always had that two week <laughs> gap between. 
the the championship games and the Super Bowl. So you know, it used to be, you know, the uh, the weekend yeah. after uh, the championship games, you'd have the announcement of uh, the All Madden team, and then uh, when that uh, really stopped being a thing because John Madden didn't care to do it anymore, then all of a sudden they moved the Super the uh, the Pro Bowl to a time when people might actually be interested in it. And don't they don't they don't they don't schedule the Super Bowl on the same day as that NASCAR race either? The Daytona 500. I think the Daytona 500 is in February, right? Uh, yes, I believe it is. But, it's, yeah, it's not the same day. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's like when baseball, baseball, when they started going into November, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's it, like, it, it okay, is. okay, why must we push this into another month? Because you've added extra wild card series. <sighs> wild card. I know. Which is also a financial consideration is the reason why they've done I it. I guess so, but it just seems like, you know, we're we're like five or six days into November and we're watching the World Series in the freezing cold. Yeah, kind of like when you start the series, the, the season, it's in the freezing cold. Yeah. But with the, with the Super Bowl, I mean, it's such a yeah. national event. You know, that if you get, listen, if you gave everybody the day off on, on the following Monday. Right. All right, you're, you're kind of shutting down the economy a little bit. Mm-hmm. But on the Saturday... You're boosting it. It has the exact opposite effect of everyone taking off like a national holiday on Monday. But how much are you, uh, but that's what I mean. Uh, You're going to stop the economy whether or not you have, not stop the economy, but not good for the economy when everybody's calling out out sick on Mondays. Right. And even if you gave them the day off, you know, it might be be like an NFL holiday. I'm never productive on the day after Super Bowl. I don't care who's playing in it, or if I watched it till the very end. Well, we're always here the day after the Super Bowl. Yeah, but what I'm telling you is, I'm not productive when I'm here. Uh, the day, I mean, I'm not productive most days that I am here, yeah, but particularly say. unproductive on the day after the Super Bowl. Okay. Plus, if you put in uh, one of you know a team that I care about, you know, the Patriots or the Packers or whatever, more Packers than Patriots, but even still. If, if they're in the Super Bowl, yeah. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm not just rolling over and going to sleep right away. I'm going to be up for hours. Well, they're, they're, I mean, there's always certain teams that do a bigger draw yeah. for these audiences anyway. Well, what do you think? Do you think this one's going to be a, a huge draw? Uh, it'll be a big draw. One, it's in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. which is a big thing. Uh, the Rams are playing in it. That's kind of a big thing. Yeah. Uh, is it the same as having... Like a New York team and Los Angeles? No, it's or probably not going to have the same. Or, or right, or Dallas. Yeah. If you yeah. know Dallas is in the Super Bowl, yeah, Dallas gonna, I in know. the Super Bowl. That's <laughs> you know, like so a, funny. Like that's never yeah, going to happen. Right. But uh, again, but if it does, yeah, you're going to get a lot of people. But on the other hand, they're saying that this is a this is this game, uh, wicked expensive ticket. Uh, they're expecting huge numbers for uh, for 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 betting on this particular Super Bowl because of uh, of the matchups. I don't know. I think this will do just fine in the in the ratings, but it's harder and harder to justify having this on a Sunday night mm-hmm. when everyone's got to go to work the next day, as opposed to Saturday, which would resolve so many yeah, issues. I'm all, I'm all about the uh, the Saturday night Super Bowl. I love the idea. Super think, Bowl Saturday. I think this young kid's onto something. And then they could use uh, they could use the Bay City Rollers Saturday night uh, as the theme song. Have them as your Super Bowl S- halftime show. T U R D A Y night, and then they 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 put a copyright infringement on it, so you couldn't use it. You know? Yeah, right. They could wheel all them Scottish guys yeah. up in their uh, in their plaid pants and uh, jumpsuits, and yeah. then uh, they could sing from their 
from their chairs and stools. Yeah, but I'm saying the NFL would own that song, so you would have to refer to it as that song about the weekend by the Bay City Rollers. Because <laughs> now we can, we have to say big game yeah, when right. we're talking about like promotional stuff. Yeah, you and I are just having a conversation. Yeah. We mentioned Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Yeah, but I'll have give- the I'll have the bowl, please. Right, but yeah. if we're giving away tickets, then we have to talk about big game tickets. Big game. Right. We can't talk about what those big game tickets are actually for. You know, talk about an organization that has kind of cornered the market on that whole thing. Like, you can't use the word Super Bowl. Well, yeah, the funny, you know, under most circumstances, they say it's you know better to ask permission than it is to. You're better for ask, ask forgiveness than it is for yeah. permission. But the NFL, they're really scours uh, the internet for and uh, and everything else for any mention. Yeah, of their of a copyright infringement. Infringement. I'm sorry, you referenced Super Bowl in one of your ads. Yeah, they uh, they'll send you a cease and desist like they you know like a taking in breaths. Yeah, you don't want to mess around with the NFL. No, you don't. There but are some bad, bad bitches. But I think they need to consider the idea of moving it to Saturday. Mm-hmm. That would be fantastic. Well, yeah, and uh, Sunday, people wouldn't be going to church the next day. Maybe that's why they don't want to have it. Well, on they just Saturday. go to the later mass, or they or you go or, to five o'clock, four o'clock on Saturday. You could do that and then too. You know, six o'clock is the game. Get it out of the way. Yeah, there you go. And then you could serve uh, the Eucharist with. Dips, yeah, yeah, like a like a queso or like yeah. an onion dip. Yeah, or you could dust them with like cheese, like uh, eucaritos. Eucaritos. <laughs> you can lick 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 the Christ right off your fingertips. Ooh, cool ranch mm. eucaritos, mm-hmm. delicious. Yes, it's six twenty two with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Switch to Spectrum Mobile and get unlimited 624 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 35. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 43. It is 3 right now in downtown Springfield. Um, I guess we can laugh. Right? I guess. Let's so. laugh. All right. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rome Hyundai. Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. All right, so these these four guys who've been going to the same fishing trip for many, many years. Okay. Right? And then two days before the group is set to leave, Ron's wife puts her foot down and says, you ain't going. <laughs> Friend so Ron's wife. Ron's friends are upset that he can't go, but they, uh, but uh, what can they do? You know, all right. So the, the two days later, the three uh, the friends get together to the camping site only to find Ron sitting there with a tent set up, firewood gathered, and dinner cooking on the fire. No kidding. And they're like, damn, Ron, how long you been here? How'd you talk your lady into letting you go? And he goes, well, I've been here since last night. After dinner at home yesterday evening, I was sitting in my chair. My wife came up behind me and put her hands over my eyes and said, guess who? I pulled her hands off, and she was wearing this sexy brand-new lingerie. She said she had been reading Fifty Shades of Grey. And she had a devilish look in her eyes, right? Yes. So she took, she took my hand and led me to the bedroom. The room had candles and rose petals all over. And on the bed, she had handcuffs and ropes. And she tells me to tie her up and cuff her to the bed. So I did. And then she said, do whatever you want. So here I am. Ah! <laughs> ah, she, she was trying to do something to her, but he was really just 
I wanted to go on a trip. <laughs> Booyah! Rock 102. Whenever you want it, wherever you need it, get it at rock102.com. Streaming 24-7, thanks to Ray. It's uh, 628. I didn't see that one coming. No, nah, I wasn't either paying. I wasn't paying attention at all. Right. Uh, it's time for news, and it is brought to you at Serve you Locksmith. They got a key for that, St. James Avenue in Springfield, or at serveulocksmith.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Two Springfield residents were arrested late Sunday night for several firearms charges, according to the department spokesperson Ryan Walsh, that around 11.25 p.m., officers were called to Westford Circle for a gun call. Later, police discovered that uh, the suspect, 32-year-old Corey Charvis, allegedly punched a woman in the face and then pointed a firearm toward a group of nearby people. Uh, before the police arrived, Charvis got into the passenger seat of the car. The car was driven by a second suspect, 35-year-old Shamika Turner. As the two left the incident, police found the car and conducted a traffic stop on Willard Avenue in Springfield. They seized a large capacity of firearm from the vehicle, and both suspects were arrested. Uh, they're being charged with multiple things. I won't go through the whole list unless you really want me to. Well, I mean, is it that long? <laughs> yeah, Must be really long. It's pretty damn long. Well, for both of them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven charges each. Yeah, and I don't think you need to go through all of them. I mean, and they're, and they're I, all different. Yeah, I think you can uh, safely assume that many of the charges against them are gun-related. Yeah. Well, here we are back to uh, cryptic West Springfield Police Department. All right. The West Springfield Police are looking for the community's help to identify a man believed to be involved in a shoplifting. In a shoplifting this weekend. In a shoplifting? Yeah, that's 22. Oh, I see. Yeah. Around 2.30 p.m. on Saturday, a man in West Springfield allegedly stole over $400 worth of merchandise from a store on Memorial Avenue. Hmm. Hmm. There's so many stores to choose from. There's a lot of clothes in his hand. Hard, so it's all clothing? It looks uh, like he's carrying a bunch of pants with hangers on them. Well, who sells pants on Memorial hmm. Avenue? Well... Several businesses, actually. It's not just one. I know. But, I mean, uh, but are these nice pants? Or are these kind of like, uh, I can't really say, tell. like a uh, previously owned I can't pair really tell from this horrible, uh, horrible uh, surveillance video. Because there is a place over there that sells used pants. Yes. Oh, there is. Oh, that's right. On Memorial Avenue. Isn't there a Sabres over there? That's over on, uh, that's uh, that's by Bob's. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. That is Memorial. That is I'm Memorial. Of River- oh, I always get Not River- Riverdale. I always get Riverdale and Memorial. Yeah, because Bob's is on Memorial. All right. And then there's Sabres. I mean, if you let me tell you something. I don't know, you want to get yourself a cheap pair of pants. You ain't gonna find it any cheaper oh, than out of Sabres. I'm, I'm all about the Sabres, especially when uh, like the kids want some clothes. Yeah. That you, you really don't care about. Not that you don't care about, but that uh, you don't mind if they get uh, tears or. Uh, dirt on them or something yeah people donate some really nice stuff i gotta tell you i was there once and i had uh and i was popping tags i had twenty dollars in my pocket mm-hmm. what about that one that smelled like r kelly's sheets but it was 99 cents again it's a great place to go when uh, you're looking for something specific that you don't really want to pay yeah full retail price for the fact that someone may have died in those pants or, yeah. you know, may have been involved in, a, in an act of violence really is not uh, your concern. What your concern is deep, deep savings. Well, I like, uh, you know, to hear people, uh, you know, uh, talk about, you know, the less fortunate. Mm-hmm. And go, yeah, you see they're wearing their Calvin Klein clothes. Where'd they get money for that? 
dude, do you know how many people donate some really nice stuff yeah. at those places? It's not just cheap crap clothes. Some of these clothes still have the tags on them from whatever store they were Yeah, from. and you may be able to find a $200 pair of pants yeah. for like five bucks. Yeah, I'm no, telling you. Something tells me. Listen, if, if I were not afraid to be seen publicly at a place like that, then I would be going there all the time. <clears throat> oh, you don't want to be seen publicly in Savers? I'm being facetious. Of course, <laughs> I've been to Savers. Don't to, you worry about a thing. I uh, I find uh, great artwork there. Yes, I found I, I found that 3D Jesus that I uh, over the summer. I oh found yeah, that. yep. I found, uh, found you, quite a few things. Do you ever see that one with the dogs playing poker? <laughs> I like that one. It's a really <laughs> I, good I one. I love that. Really one. artistic. No, I I really I like the uh, the cheap uh, quality artwork that people like donate. You must have really have transformed your house into what oh, may seem house, like a museum. My house looks like a, like one of them uh, like statue uh, places. How many lava lamps are you up to now? Six. That's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, we burn incense and things like that in my house now, too. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> a woman's touch. Who needs it? <laughs> well, what's wrong with incense? Incense is like one of those things. Actually, I like the smell of that. Um, incense? It, dep- it depends on what it is. It has to be a certain, you know. It's, I, not, um, it's not like the incense at church when they do a funeral or when they, you know. Yeah, I, would, I, I think a, there needs to be, like, the, the Vatican really needs to make a, a decision on that to maybe upsent, uh, up, you know, update the scent. You know, maybe to have more like a... Like a, like a more woody smell, like a oh, cedar yeah. or, or a, a shuckleberry Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah, that would be good yeah, too. But be... I don't, I don't even know what the scent is that they use. It's, it, it just smells like, well, it's, Catholicism. Yeah, exactly. That's... <laughs> <You know? laughs> the uh, victim found with a gunshot wound inside of a car in Indian Orchard last week has been identified. Hamden County District Attorney's Office spokesman Jim Lydon said the 29-year-old Jorge Rivera Ortiz of Springfield was found seated in a motor vehicle. Uh, officers were called at around 5 a.m. Thursday for a well-being check on the person inside the car. When officers arrived, they found an adult man that was dead with a gunshot wound. The homicide unit and the DA's murder unit is investigating the incident. If you have any information, you're asked to contact the Springfield Police Detective Bureau, and you can also anonymously text a tip uh, if you want to do that as well. Uh, a man from Holyoke was arrested after police found more than 1,500 bags of heroin and more than $250,000 worth of cash. Ooh, that may have been a clue. All to be won on Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> you have Patch Sajak coming out. Well, uh, we got that bundle of heroin. Uh, what do you think? And then they spin the wheel and yeah. he pulls the prize out. I can see it more like in the showcase showdown on yeah. the, you know, the price is right. Yeah, are you... If you come within $1,000 of the actual retail price, without, you win both showcases. Yeah, without going over. You win both showcases. <laughs> Springfield, Holyoke, and State Police executed a search warrant around 6.15 a.m. Wednesday morning last week. Yeah, Clearly, that would be like way in the past. Uh, at a home on Hamden Street in Holyoke. I don't even know why we're doing this. I don't understand. Why does it take a week for these stories to come out? Uh, where are you getting where are you getting the story? This is twenty two, and it was updated yesterday. So, is there something new and updated about the story? I don't think so. Hmm, makes you think. Yeah, it's just another story about some guy with a bunch of heroin and. Uh... Well, I mean, you know, let's face it. I mean, a dude with a bunch of heroin and cash 
Yeah, I mean, that's like an everyday occurrence out here in Western Mass. Oh, yeah. It's a- you know, but is there something about this particular story that made it leap off the page and say, hey, here's something new about it? I'm not sure. The uh, family of Orlando Taylor is demanding Commissioner Clapper to step down. This is following a comment she made to 22 News after the second officer involved shooting this month, referring to when she speaks to her officers after incidents like this. The quote was, it's getting difficult because the department is young and a lot of these men and women have not experienced this before, especially if they are not military. I could see it in their eyes yesterday early morning when I came in. I can see fear in their eyes. As 22 uh, News reported, Clapper was referencing when she speaks to her officers after incidents after, uh, like, an officer-involved shooting. On Monday, Minister Stokes was joined by the family of Orlando Taylor outside Springfield Police Headquarters. Stokes said the fact that she would allow police officers to patrol our neighborhoods, black neighborhoods, knowing this fear exists is unconscionable and a blatant disregard for public safety. Taylor was killed in an officer-involved shooting in Springfield earlier this month. The district attorney's office determined deadly use of force was justified in Taylor's case. They are now reviewing if use of force was justified in last week's officer-involved shooting by uh, by MGM Springfield? You mean near MGM Springfield? Near MGM. Yeah. What is with this? The the wording. Because by MGM Springfield, let's assume that MGM Springfield was somehow involved. Uh, They reached out to the Springfield police for a comment, uh, but they have not provided one yet. I think uh, Commissioner Clampter does a great job. I really don't think that was the best thing to say. No, but she's not stepping down because of that. (sighs) No, but it's got to be incredibly difficult to be in a job where everything you say is taken to heart. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's really no room for error when you're speaking to the media or speaking uh, to the to the public, to uh, victims' families, things like that. I thank God every day that uh, dudes like you and me uh, can say stuff that's idiotic, mm-hmm. uh, nonsensical, and uh, maybe the, even the, ill-conceived. This and whole the, show is based on that. But the bar of expectations <laughs> is set so damn low. That when we do say something stupid, there's only a handful of people that are outraged and uh, will contact us. And then we you know, will oftentimes correct what we say. But it stops there. We, no, one has ever, no one has ever said, hey, Bax, that whole thing about the time zones with New Zealand, yeah. you should be off the air. No one has said that yet. Yeah. I'm not saying it won't. I'm just saying that as of right now, well, it hadn't happened. The example I gave last week when uh, years ago when I made that joke about the kid who's, who had an allergic reaction to Axe body spray. Yeah. And I said, oh, they knew it was Axe body spray because he swelled up with extreme douchiness. It's a really stupid joke, but it was uh, good enough for the time, and it, it was good enough to, to, to put in there. It and was an somebody, extemporaneous punchline yeah, to, a, to a good joke. And then some lady got all... Her, got her feathers ruffled mm-hmm. by the fact that I was making fun of people with allergies, which... No, you were making, making fun, fun of any of idiot that's pouring Axe body spray all over them. Right, right. See, that was Ricky Gervais was talking about. It's, it's You're offending... It's not about the subject. It's about the target of the joke. And people misconstrue that, and that's how they get offended by things. We have a couple of people that, uh, that follow us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, who happened to be saddled with an astonishing lack of a sense of humor? Oh yeah. Like yeah. I mean, you 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 read their comments and you're saying, and, and you say to yourself, "Are you not seeing the sarcasm or irony in my in my post?" 
and yet <sighs> this is the reaction you have. If you are born humor deficient, and you know who you are, don't follow us on Facebook anymore. We 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 don't we don't need you. We really don't. Uh, you're looking if you're looking to go through your day and not laugh, go listen to the Kellogg Crew. Yeah, if you if you really have bad taste in things, click it over to that other station on the dial. <laughs> a uh, home was destroyed in Sandusfield after a first alarm fire. According to the Tallinn Fire Department, Monday afternoon around 1.30, emergency crews were called to reports of a house fully engulfed in flames as crews, uh, as crews arrived at the scene. I keep saying crews. It's crews. Uh, they immediately went to work to set up water supply lines. Additional trucks were then called in to assist with the fire. See, the problem is when you're doing these Berkshire County towns, mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of fire hydrants around there. So you got to call in all these trucks, and uh, this house is completely destroyed now. But some of the pictures, geez. Yeah. Yeah, that's the the, uh, the problem. They, uh, they have to go you know deep into the hills with, uh, yeah. with trucks with water inside of them. Yeah, I remember that happened... Um, I think there was a fire like up where our uh, tower for Laser ninety nine three was years ago. You remember that? There was a yeah. fire up there, and then they had like there was no way, like they had to keep bringing in this uh, like truckloads of water to fill one of those. They put one of those like a it's like a scaffolding pools. Sure, they put yeah. the scaffold on and they put the liner around it, and then they fill it up with water. Right, that's what they were doing. They were trucking the trucks up to the top of the mountain. That's crazy. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, when you get into these remote areas, you're kind of screwed when it comes to that. Because you don't the, have the... Yeah, and you're also, many times, dealing with a volunteer you know, fire department, too. And not that that's bad, because, you know, I mean, I grew up in a town that had a, a bunch of volunteers. But, you know, it's it's not like guys are, you know, all ready to go and, you know, sitting in the fire station. You know, they're ready to rip. Some of these guys got to be called in from their homes to assist in a fire. Yeah, I don't want to call from yeah, I mean, I, if it were, like I told you, I could never be a firefighter because of my extreme cowardice uh, and my lack of agility. Your um, lack of interest to do hard work. I would be that guy that would say, oh, you know, I never heard the call. Huh? What are you talking well, about? I had my, my phone was down. My phone, uh, my, my phone was off. See, my phone only goes off after a four alarm fire. This was only a one, so I never heard the message. Yeah, I'm, I'm not the right guy. My phone was on silent. The uh, 49ers, of course, uh, ended up losing to the Rams in the NFC Championship on Sunday and had their Super Bowl dreams dashed, so maybe these fans were lucky they didn't get to watch. Some idiot with a gun fired over a dozen shots into the air from his car in Oakland on Sunday morning, and several of the bullets hit Comcast wires, knocking out cable for thousands of people. Oh, my God. One bullet went straight uh, through two different cables, and there's a picture of the damage. Police say it happened sometime between 5 a.m. and 8 a.m., And uh, the game didn't start until 3.30 Pacific time. Uh, So Comcast initially thought they'd be able to get it fixed in time, but that didn't happen. Once they started working, they found an additional uh, line of damage, and thousands of people still didn't have cable by late Sunday night. They said up to 20,000 fans missed the entire game because of it. It's not clear if police have any leads, but a security camera did get a shot of the car. You imagine that? Yeah, so, some idiot. I mean, I'd, I'd like I'd like to be able to you know pacify people and say, ah, you didn't miss, miss very much. Those games weren't very good, but oh my god, they were really good games. Well, that's like uh, that's you know I'm one of those people that nothing's happening during the game, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to bed. 
and then like something great happened afterwards. Yeah, I I, it, it happens all the time. Sucks. Like if you went to bed in the fourth quarter of uh, you know of that Forty uh, ers game, you yeah. missed a great ending. Yeah, and the same thing with uh, with the games last weekend too. If you went to bed early, you missed uh, you, like an unbelievable fourth quarter. Maybe one of the best games I've ever seen. But yet, people do. But it's different when your cable goes out. Yeah. You know, if you're going to, going to sleep, that's your choice. That's on you. But when your cable goes out, you're pointing fingers, and it's nothing but outrage. Outrage? I, I feel outrage when occasionally I have to, like, the internet goes down in the house, and I have to, like, reset the router. You know, which is just a matter of unplugging it, waiting 30 seconds, and plugging it back Still in. Still a pain in the ass. Still a pain in the ass. And that, you know, that... that 67 seconds it takes for me to restore my internet mm. is an outrage to me. Even though it's like the simplest thing to correct, I just don't have that t- that amount of time to be offline. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that kind of time. Who's got that kind of time? Nobody. Not me. A woman in Pittsburgh named Jen Worden drives for Uber on the side, and she's going viral because she caught her man with another girl. What? After, sh- after she picked them up while they were on a date. She'd asked if he wanted to hang out last Friday, but he said he was going to the Penguins game with a, quote, buddy. So she said, cool, and decided to Uber that night instead to make some extra money. A few hours later, she stopped to pick up her next passenger, and it turned out to be him with another woman. The woman who was uh, with him was the one who booked the Uber. Because I was going to say, don't you see the picture of the person coming up? You know, they normally give you a name of the driver, don't they? Yeah, and I would think like this. this is why I think some of these things are fake. Because let's just say you were being deviant and you were dating two women at the same time. Right. Don't you think you'd say, hey, what's the name of that driver that's coming up? You know what I mean? Unless you didn't want the other one to know that you were, you know. Well, did the did the girlfriend not know he was married? Well, the woman who was with him booked the Uber. Otherwise, he might have realized and canceled the ride. Jen says he didn't know it was her until they locked eyes in the rearview mirror. Then they didn't even address it. He just stayed quiet the entire ride. Ooh, that's awkward, huh? They talked later, and he told her the other woman was just a friend. Come on! I ain't even going for that! You! You got what I need! And you say he's just a friend! And you say he's just a friend! I'm waiting you! You know, um, what do you say in a situation like that? I mean, yeah, obviously there's they sat quietly during the ride but yeah at some point uh, your wife comes home what do you say uh well uh jen found out from somebody else that it was actually his ex-girlfriend oh, now yeah. they had only been dating a very short time so it's not like you know they had been going out for years but still, i don't think that really matters i don't think it matters either they I, I think in the uh, the wife's mind that's not going to be sufficient they eventually hashed it out and he apologized it's not clear if she plans to keep dating him or not all right. Then. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to guess because this is now a news story, the answer would be no. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 35. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 43. It is a lovely three in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Is I-91 icy? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 652 and Jimi Hendrix on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 36 tomorrow. Cloudy with a high of 43. It's 3 in downtown Springfield. Uh, uh, Rock 102 and the Tommy Carr Auto Group want to set you up for this year's big game. See, we had to use the words big game in order to talk about this. 
You go to rock102.com and you sign up for your chance to win a prize package that includes a $100 gift certificate to the Hangar Pub and Grill, a $100 gift certificate to Bertelli's Liquors, and a Bud Light NFL Super Bowl cooler courtesy of Quality Beverage. Pick a winner on Friday the 11th. Get set for the big game from Country Hyundai, Country Nissan, Northampton Volkswagen, Volvo Cars, Pioneer Valley, Genesis of Northampton, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, Here's some uh, sad news. Uh, In the more than seven decades that Gary Brown was on the sports scene in Western Massachusetts, hundreds if not thousands of young and old sports journalists passed through his life and the lives of those athletes they covered. But none had a greater or more lasting influence than Gary Brown, who passed away Monday at the age of 90. Oh, my God, really? Yeah. According to his daughter, Melissa, Brown died peacefully just two days after his final column had appeared in the Republican. Oh man, I used sorry to, to hear that. I, I am too. I used to like. I used to like those little things he used to put. It was like a. It was like the. There were little blurbs. There were like yeah. little like random thoughts that he would put, and and then they would publish. I don't know if it was a weekly thing or a. Yeah, no. He. I mean, he would do that all the time, and it was. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm really sorry to hear that. So uh, yeah, to, to his uh, to his family, our, we extend our condolences. That's uh, that's very sad news. But I uh, I just uh, you know remember uh, kind of making fun back you know back in the day uh, when but Jerry you- Brown had the column because I was it was more it wasn't making fun of him but, but it. It was just the way he was writing. I'm like, if you have gray hair on your balls, you probably remember the Springfield Indians. You know? yeah, there, there was like a whole generation of of, mm. uh, of columnists around the country that used to do that yeah. kind of thing. Larry King used to do that in USA Today, yeah, where it wasn't necessarily a column of like you know like about one thing. It would be all these you know random thoughts that he would have that he would write down, and you know that's what Gary Brown. Yeah, would talk about, you know, like, oh, there's no forgetting, uh, you know, Dick Marinville. You know, there's none of that. Or, you know, uh, we just ordered the pork chop at the at the at Lido's yeah. or the or, or whatever it was. But you know, there was something kind of uh, charming about about that kind of thing. So I mean, I, I'm really sorry to hear that. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's a guy is another one of these icons, you know, like the uh, people who are like attached to Western Massachusetts. I think Gary Brown was definitely one of those people. Without a question. So uh, sad to hear that. That is. So my, our condolences to his family. It's uh, 6.55 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Bourbon Barbecue and Blues is sold out. Thanks to all our sponsors. Country Hyundai, Country Nissan, Northampton Volkswagen, Volvo Cars Pioneer Valley, Genesis of Northampton, Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics, SavageFarmCBD.com, and the Delaney House. And from death. You That's never. Right. You never let that go, and if anyone ever says, hey, who are you using for a babysitter? Uh-uh. You never give the answer. You no. never, ever give the answer. Because all of a sudden, if you divide their time, you're talking about you know serious problems. You know, my, you know, like my cousin, who uh, you know, was living in the area for a while, uh, she used my kids. And same thing. She didn't want to share. But then all of a sudden she started to share, and then they, uh, then she starts seeing everybody else, and they're not as available. Yeah, for you, yeah. I you know, when when my kids were small, uh, we used a, a babysitter who was fantastic, and and uh, you know every time I still see the woman, she's asking about the kids, and like I never let anybody know who it was. I mean, now I could tell you, but I mean, uh, she's not babysitting anymore. She's moved on, and uh, has created an adult lifestyle for herself. Yeah, but if, you get but but if 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 my twenty year old kids ever needed babysitting, like yeah. for whatever reason they 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 couldn't be left alone with other adults. 
I would call this woman and have her go over there. Well, it's like my kids are getting to the point where they really don't need a babysitter per per se. Right. It's more about having somebody around and so they're not home alone. You know what I mean? Like a, a they more, need a supervisor. Well, yeah, the, the kid, the kid I got now, she's you know like nineteen. She's mm-hmm. going to school. The my kids adore her. You know, like they, they, she's. It's one of those like, you know, somebody who's close to your peer group. You know what I mean? Right. Somebody who's a little bit older and a little bit cooler. You know what I mean? So the the, the kids really enjoy that kind of thing. It's not really so much about them needing uh, somebody around. They're pretty. Uh, they're pretty handy kids. You That's know, good. They, they, they can uh, they can do a transmission on a car. Mm-hmm. You know that? Oh, really? By themselves, without any help. You know, uh, our babysitter, uh, her name is Chrissy, uh, became a lawyer. She was uh, you know, studying for her law degree when, uh, when uh, the kids were very small. And uh, one of the things that she used to do, which used to put, help put the kids to sleep, yeah. would be read, uh, you, know, you know, case laws. Uh, reports and uh, <laughs> you know, uh, like uh, like law yeah, you know, textbooks. Like, uh, would you they, like a legal brief? Yes. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be that would be enough to put any kid to sleep, and it worked. She was like magical. She was like uh, I don't know. It was like unbelievable uh, sorcery she had. It's like uh, reading the legal brief of Supreme Court uh, and Justice Thomas dissenting, and here's what he had to say in his opinion. And then exactly. You go on like six pages worth of legal. Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I think that woman, uh, is the, is in fact the a-hole. Yeah, she's, she uh, she's being to... very irresponsible with, at the very, at the very least, ruining and, her ability to keep that babysitter. And now she has no babysitter. That's it. Shame on you. Here's another one. Am I the a-hole for telling my boyfriend to ask me before he eats my beef jerky? Well, this sounds a little dirty, doesn't it? <laughs> All right. Hey, baby, you want to eat my beef jerky? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... That sounds like an invite. It yeah. really does. Uh, so last Christmas, my mom got me a subscription to a monthly beef jerky package. All right. It's been kick-ass. Since I moved in with my boyfriend, I've been happily sharing this jerky with him. However, in the past, he's opened the packages without telling me and began to eat them. He's my boyfriend, but also, in my mind, this is my jerky that my mom got for me for Christmas. I'm happy to share, but I just want him to ask me first before he digs in. Uh, but when I tell him this, he becomes short with me, and it makes me question if I'm doing something wrong. Am I the a-hole here? No. No, no. He is. He's being a big a-hole. I, you know, to this day, you know, been married almost three years now. If, if, if my wife brings something home and it's hers and I would like some, yeah, I don't just go ahead and assume that it's mine for the taking or mine to you know, break off a piece. No, you let her I tell ask. you. Or you let her tell you you can have this. Yes. I mean, I may look at her longingly as she's eating something or, you know, doing something with a thing that uh, seems attractive to me. But I, you know, I just never just assume. No, I would never assume either. You got to you always ask for permission. It's discourteous to, to, go, to think otherwise. You also should really be careful of the people you hang out with. If he's getting short with you when you say, hey, could you, could you ask before you open the beef jerky? There's a problem with him. That's a, that's an anger yeah, issue. That's, if you and, become short with somebody over a stupid, silly question like that. See, 
in many uh, relationships, young, budding relationships, there's this thing called a red flag. This, to me, would be like a red flag. This, mm. this forecasts problems in the future. You know, if he's being short with you because he's rifling through a woman's beef jerky, which, as you know, women are very protective of their jerky, uh, then uh, you have to say, is there something wrong with this guy in his in his in his boundaries? Like he clearly doesn't have the boundaries to ask permission to be, uh, you know, chomping on your beef jerky. When you say, uh, "Could you please ask me before you open the beef jerky again?" and the guy goes, "I told you, babe, I don't need to ask for permission." That's when you might want yeah again to think about that's yeah. that's uh, that's a red flag, pretty, I, a pretty good one by I, the way. I have uh, I've been accused of my tone of voice. Apparently, sounds like I'm yelling. Really? Yeah. I've never really uh, noticed that uh, between us. No, I'll be like, "What do you What do you mean? What's going on?" Like, I'll, I'll kind of react to something. Yes. And, and then uh, I'll be told uh, by my girlfriend that I'm being loud. I'm yelling. And I'm like, I don't really. And I'm like, you want to see me yell? Oh, yeah. Hey, have you ever been told that uh, before? No, no. So it's just her interpretation yes. of your tone. I must look like a big scary monster to her. I think that's probably what it is. Well, I mean, she. You have been together for a while. I would think she'd be over yes, that. Yes, against her will. Now, uh, so, so here's here's my question, and yeah. and and again, this this may it could be too personal. It may not be. You could also ask in a more generic mm-hmm. uh, sense and apply it to any relationship, really. But is she interpreting your tone because she's heard similar tones from other people I that may not I, have I, had? I don't know. As I don't, wholesome I don't, of a reputation, uh, maybe. I I I don't know, but uh, I just I feel like I'm not being the one. I'm not being like mean about anything. I'm just simply responding to something. Like right. it's an argument, not and, and an argument meaning like about something. You're not being confrontational, right? Right. right. It's it's almost like if we're talking about like a particular subject, like a hot news story or something, and uh, you know I have my opinion, and then I kind of raise my voice. Hey, what are you talking? You know, like that. Right. It's not about me being angry. It's about me kind of reacting to the news versus. Me being aggressive. You Are you projecting I mean? a defensive tone? I guess so. Maybe I that's it. Maybe that's what it is. Are you defensive? No. I think you're kind I'm of defensive. I'm not defensive. I've seen no, you be I'm defensive. I'm never defensive. What are you, are you talking about? You're being defensive I'm right never, now. No, I'm not. I think you're being no, very I'm defensive. Not. No. You know, oftentimes uh, our tone and how we interpret it is really more about us mm-hmm. than the person who is allegedly setting a tone. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like how it's like. You know, how we feel about ourselves sometimes dictates how we perceive people's reactions to things. Well, I'm not going to get into the therapeutic aspect. Oh, either am I. I just don't feel like I'm being uh, angry. Like I said, if you want to see me angry about something, I'll give you something to be angry about. (laughs) Yeah, no, I get it. I I totally get it. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do another one, or do you want to just take a break and we'll come back? Do one more. We got uh, we got a minute or two. Uh, am I the a-hole for not hugging a coworker? I, 21 female, work at an unspecified, very large grocery store in the service department, so right up front at the register service desk, and constantly surrounded by customers. My coworker, we'll call her May, who's 19, works in the same department as I do. 
Now, May immediately became attached to the most of the cashier's attendance in the uh, service department and regularly and frequently asks for hugs or other forms of physical affection from us. I often, but not always, decline because in my eyes, we don't know each other super well. And even if we did, she tends to ask me when there are loads of customers around. If there were just a few people milling around, I wouldn't mind. But it always seems to be when it's the busiest, and that makes me uncomfortable because... Not only is an affectionate touch intimate to me, not in a weird way, just and I don't want to be touched. It also makes us look super unprofessional to the customers in line. Now, eh, I might be the a-hole here because she's noticed I hug other co-workers of mine. See, that's the point. There you go. Super important to me, though, that this, uh, this other co-worker, Alex, only ever touches me or asks for a hug when there's a max of maybe two customers nearby that neither of us are tending to. It's apparently uh, really been hurting May's feelings, and she's been on the verge of crying, not in front of me, but she's telling other people, but not me. I've tried to explain myself, but it doesn't seem to be helping, and she's still really upset about it. Am I the a-hole? Yeah, you're kind of being an a-hole. I mean, you, you, you can't cherry-pick you know, who you're going to hug, really. It's either and, hugs or no hugs. It's, yeah, you're, it's it's one or the other. In yeah. a work environment, it's one or the other. And I don't, I'm not a big uh, work Hugger, God, yeah. I mean, I'll hug, I'll hug friends and stuff like that. I can't remember. I don't. I can't remember the last time I hugged somebody here. Maybe during a like trying a, time, or you know, maybe like at a, a goodbye party. Yeah, I've good, hugged people at a, a goodbye good party. party. Like we, we've done that. Like the, that lady that uh, left a couple of years ago. Yeah, the one upstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The nicest one we've ever had working here. How do you not? How do you not hug a, a woman that nah, uh, that lovely? Her. I mean, she's yeah. like the nicest woman that ever walked in this building. Uh, but I'm not. A, I'm not a big. I don't walk up to people and go, "Hey, give Big Stevie a hug here. Come on." Well, you Boy, know, I, guy. there have been times where my uh, predilection to hug a, a friend uh-huh. is oftentimes directly associated to how many beverages I've had. Prior to their arrival. Yeah, but I mean, we're, like, I don't see hugging as an appropriate workplace thing. Yeah. Workplace, I, I, no. But if, uh, let's say I'm out uh, with my good time friends at the Student Prince. Oh, yeah, all your good let's time just, buddies. Let's just say, give me a perfectly good example. Let's say I go to the Student Prince. Yeah. And at the far end of the bar, uh, you know, when you get there and you go past, uh, yeah, you go past Mikey and uh, and Ashley, the the bartenders, and Allie, and and look there's at you, look at you name dropping. I'm not name dropping a thing. And my uh, my very dear friend Tony uh, Ravosa yeah, just yeah, happens yeah, to be down there. And again, I'm not dropping names. I'm just saying uh, what is and what isn't. If I see him at the end of the bar, I'm giving him a big dude hug because that's what you do. That's what men do. Dudes who are buddies and friends would give each other a big bro hug, and then we start buying each other drinks. Uh-huh. That's usually how it works. Yeah. But in a professional setting. You know, I don't go to the uh, the general manager of this place and say, hey, dude, give me a big bro hug right there, pal. You and me. Let me wrap my muscly construction meat claws around your mole filled back and let's go to town. Come I don't on, do don't. that. It's no, unprofessional. But they do when they get drunk. Yeah, they do. If yeah. we're out and we're in a social setting, and yeah, maybe I might, uh, I might consider it. But in the in the office, no. That's that's I was, unprofessional. I always appreciate the the one guy in a group of, of buddies like that. There's always one guy yeah. who's uh, ignoring the calls from his wife asking him to come home while he's giving affection to all his friends at the uh, at the bar <laughs> and buying drinks and uh, hugs and everything. Oh yeah. Meanwhile, missed call, missed call, missed call. <laughs> angry text, angry text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty-four more ah, angry texts. I love you guys. You guys are the best.
I don't feel like going home now. Uh, well, there you go. That is Am I the A-Hole on Rock 102. An old Jaguar XKE can... Front Road, Holyoke, or online at GaryRumHyundai.com. See dealer for details. <laughs> it's 727 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. You know, uh, we talked earlier about uh, a local icon, I would call him, uh, Mr. Gary Brown who used to write the columns for the Republican, did sports writing for the Republican, uh, passed away the other day at the, uh, the age of 90, which is a good long life, but still sad nonetheless because, yeah. uh, you know, he's a local icon. Uh, another guy uh, that passed away uh, a few weeks ago uh, who was my first boss in radio was, uh, was Paul Cannon from, uh, from WMAS, and uh, he was the guy that hired me. He gave me my first radio job. Was there no one else available at the yeah, time? Yeah, apparently, or, apparently, or? apparently not. Uh, but I, I wound up, uh, I wound up meeting him through another friend of mine who worked there as a salesperson, mm -hmm. and I was trying to break into the business. This is going back back in two thousand or so, and uh, and we we sat and we talked uh, most of the night. Him and him and Rob Anthony were there at right. the uh, thing, and uh, I wound up being hired. That's how I got my start was meeting this guy, and uh, he did the morning show over there for for quite a few years. He was also the program director and. Uh, he was, a, he was a good guy. Uh, he was the first guy that uh, would sit me down in an office and yell at me for a good 15 minutes at mm -hmm. the top of his lungs because I wasn't doing something properly on the air. Right. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, but that's good, how you, good, but good that's how a young man learns. Yeah, a good guy nonetheless. He uh, he had a he had a battle with a disease that he, he that he had for a couple of years, and uh, unfortunately, he passed away a few weeks ago. I couldn't go because I had COVID. Right. Uh, to the thing, but uh, another another uh, another icon in the area, yeah. I would say. Every know? time I met Paul, he couldn't have been a nicer guy. So, and, yeah. and you know, this is a it's a you know is as uh, as competitive as we may be with uh, the other station. Just a very very cordial group of folks. Right, that are in uh, in local media, and Paul was a very very nice man. So yeah. and, that's uh, a, another he, another sad tragedy. He will he will be uh, sadly missed. But uh, again, uh, the guy, you know, you think I wouldn't like him because he yelled at me. Yeah, but he actually helped me. Like that was a it was a thing he was doing on purpose to help me. It's hard to imagine that guy getting really worked up and angry, but well, and all I can think is you must have been very irresponsible. Well, here here's the deal: they had like a they had like a like a uh, they have a tag, you know, like we say Springfield's classic rock. Yeah. Well, they had this other thing that was like whatever the whatever the 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 wording was, right? But I kept saying, "Isn't the word we're not as good as rock 102? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what it. it is. Uh, but but the, the, there was there was a word in there that I was using. That was from a competing radio station's tagline. Oh boy, yeah. And I was saying that word, and then he uh, he closed the he brought me in, and he he closes the door to the office. Now anybody could hear what was going on; it didn't matter. But he starts playing the tape, and then he stops it. And he's like, "Would you rather go work over there?" And I Man. said, and I was like, uh, n "No." And he's like, "Then why are you?" <laughs> and he was, and he proceeds to go on, and I'm thinking I'm gonna get fired. Like right. I, I thought he was gonna fire me. I thought this was like, okay, well, this is the short radio career that I've had. It, it's gonna be over. <laughs> and he berated me for a good 15 minutes. Wow. And uh, and, it, and it helped. It helped because I remembered to never ever do that again. Very good. Yeah. Good times. Here so. you go. It's 7:30. We have news next. A Rock 102. 
with uh, Max and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering $1,400 off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit yankeehomeimprovement.com. And always use the keyword Rock 102. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The West Springfield Police Department is looking for the community's help to identify a man believed to be involved in a shoplifting this weekend. You were in, you were being shoplifted? Uh, or was he, com- well, he was committing a shoplifting. Well, involved in a shoplifting incident is how it probably, probably. should have been uh, worded. Now, you uh, said he was uh, ripping off clothing, right? Yeah. Well, how yeah. many clothing stores are there? There's actually quite a few because you got that whole Century Plaza there. Yeah. It's got all kinds of different stores in there. I believe there's a TJ Maxx in there. If I'm, Maybe I'm wrong. No, yeah, I think you're right. But there's also like a Skechers store. There's like uh, there's all kinds of stuff that has clothing in it for sale. You're right. But this, I, I can't even t- like Usually you can tell, like sometimes when they say, a large box store on on Riverdale Road, and then you can see all the orange and know with immediately it's Home Depot. Uh, yeah. So I'm looking at it now. So there's uh, there's Savers, there's a uh, there's a Dollar Tree. You can get T-shirts there pretty cheap at the Dollar Tree, right? I don't know if you have. There's not really a lot of clothing like that there. No, but yeah, I think the TJ Maxx is further down. I don't know if it's actually technically in the plaza. Okay. I think it's a separate plaza. But, yeah, that's – listen, again, uh, you know, both great places to uh, to go if you're looking for uh, clothes dirt cheap. But stealing them is not uh, is not the way you need to go. But why do you – if you were like to go to Savers mm-hmm. and yet you felt like shoplifting from the place, you should be ashamed of yourself. You can get a pair of shoes for, like, 75 cents. Yeah, but there's also people out there who can't afford that. Sometimes that's why people steal. Yeah, I know. I have a little bit more sympathy for people who are stealing things because they need them versus stealing them because they're going to sell them on a on a black market somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. I I I don't know, but I'm not sure uh, what store this is. But uh, again, they're being very cryptic again with the way they, you know, talk about this stuff. They don't want you to know too much information. Well, it's for us to know and you to find out. Exactly. A uh, bill before the legislature right now would give all residents in Massachusetts access to a driver's license regardless of their immigration status. This proposal has been filed several times on Beacon Hill, but so far it's got no luck getting over the finish line. Supporters of the driver's license bill hope that the endorsement of 21 law enforcement leaders will change the bill's fate this session. The bill is known as the Work and Family Mobility Act and would allow resident, all residents in Massachusetts to apply for a driver's license. Supporters of the plan say it would make the roads a safer place for all drivers because it would ensure that whoever is behind the wheel has gone through a driving test and is insured. Uh, I hate to tell you, but there's lots of people out there right now with a driving test and are insured that are horrible, horrible drivers. (laughs) You see it every day. People are like driving 90 miles an hour down a 30 mile an hour street. Right. I live on a main road. And you wouldn't believe how many cars like go flying by. It's a forty mile an hour zone, forty forty five, I think. This is gonna sound weird, but yeah. if I'm in this country, and I'm an undocumented, undocumented resident, uh-huh. uh, and I'm looking over my shoulder because I don't want like INS agents to be uh, banging down the door with mm-hmm. a battering ram to, to you know, take everybody out of my house. Do I really want to put myself into the bureaucratic system? 
with a driver's license. I mean, I understand oh. the the benefit of having one, yeah. but on the other hand, it kind of identifies yeah. that hey, if you're looking for illegal immigrants in this country to deport yeah. to their uh, native uh, origin, uh, their, their their country of origin, uh, you here's their address. It's kind of like when they do those sting operations for the police when they're arresting people for like old warrants and things like that. Right. They, I I told this story before. I worked with this guy about twenty years ago up in uh, in Worcester when I was working on the, on the choo choos. Yeah, and uh, this guy, his name was Roger, and Roger was kind of a weird guy. Where he was just like a, you know, socially awkward type of type of dude, and he and he begins to tell us this story. And this is exactly the kind of person that would fall for this. The Webster Police Department wound up sending out these about this lottery that they people had won money you know he was he was his name was pulled out of a drawing and he wins five thousand dollars what are the you odds? gotta come down to this and it was some kind of like it was some kind of like venue like a like a wedding venue or something like that on webster it was at webster lake there is that what the lake is I, okay. webster? anyway sure. so there was some sort of lottery that they set up and they said hey you've won five thousand dollars well come on down and what they were doing was they were uh, these people had like <laughs> warrants out for their arrests, and and it was and he he had the reason why he had this warrant out for his arrest was some sort of lien on his property back like twenty years ago. It was one of the <laughs> stupidest things that somebody could get. But it was still unresolved. But it was still unresolved, and they bring and and what the, and what and what I found out later was what the police department does is they send these out to like drug dealers and things like that too. Say. <laughs> But those guys never show up because they're smart enough to go, I didn't put my name into anything, and I'm not going to get arrested at the police department. <laughs> so what they were doing, this guy, he uh, he gets the letter that he won the $5,000. He gets his family all dressed up. They go to this place. <laughs> and as he pulls into the door, they put the handcuffs on him and tell him he's under arrest and uh... take him in a police boat across the, across the water to the police department. Poor Roger, and while the while the, fa- while the family while the, while the family standing, standing there, there watching them being called kid, away, kids are crying oh, and yeah. all this other stuff. It was horrible. See, that's, it was a horrible, horrible thing. But he was gullible enough to fall for that. See, that's why I kind of yeah. think this is like a a bit of a trap. Yeah, to get a driver's license if you're if you're here legally. Yeah. I mean, I, I, on one hand, I understand why you might want a driver's license. The Ability to drive illegally makes a lot of sense, but on the other hand, if I'm here illegally, I'm not so sure I want to do that. Right now, 17 states in the U.S. have similar laws in place, including Connecticut, which noted a decrease in hit-and-run accidents once the law passed. The bill does not have a lot of support at the state house, but it still faces some strong opposition. Or I'm sorry, it does have a lot of support, but it still faces strong opposition, including from Governor Baker, who said last session that he would not sign it. Well, as long as he's still the governor, then it's never going to get passed. That's right. It, it may be different if he's no longer the governor, which he is at some point no longer going to be. He is no. He's definitely. No he's not. He's not be. running. Uh, customers at a popular bakery in the south end of Springfield have given the new meaning to the term "being neighborly." We talked a little bit about this last week, how everybody came together in the community because they were having some troubles over there. Yeah. When customers realized the Italian bread shop shop on Orange Street in the South End needed work, they volunteered to start making the landmark look like new again. Their commitment is the result of being longtime customers, loving the bread they bake there, and having a long relationship with the owner, Jose Santos. 
uh, uh, Avis Vincenzi and Lorenzo Gaines. Uh, Irish people, right? Not really. I uh, feel what they're doing is uh, is giving back to a dear friend. I'm painting and cleaning up, and I feel uh, I needed to be here to help the family. I'm going to actually stop in there. Yeah, why bread. not? Yeah. That's awesome. I go. Yeah, it, it's it's nice to see when, uh, you know, the community supports a local yeah. business that's, uh, you know, having uh, having some tough times. Yeah, the uh, they've been around for a long time. When people have a tough time, you want to uh, step up and show them that you care. So I think uh, what made us come out, uh, we had uh, grinders on their bread. I think what made us come out, we, oh, oh, we've had grinders on their bread. That's what they're saying. Oh, I see. That the bread is so good. I'm sure it's terrific. Yeah. The uh, customer devotion has deeply touched bakery shop owner Jose Santos, who said that uh, his gratitude through another customer. Uh, or he, I don't understand. This is the way they write these things. Yeah, I know. He showed his gratitude is what they're trying to say. Well, what they said was. What they said was uh, something about, uh, oh, he uh, he said of his gratitude through another customer. Oh my God! Okay, right. What the hell is wrong with these people? <laughs> How do you get a job over there? It's not that challenge. It's not uh, that it's tough. It's not that bad. Uh, Uber board member David Bonderman has resigned hours after he was criticized for making a sexist remark at an all hands staff meeting held to discuss investigations, reports of sexual harassment and discrimination at Uber. The New York Times first reported the resignation of Bonderman, a partner at the private equity firm TPG. Today at Uber's all-hands meeting, I directed a comment to my colleague and friend Ariana Huffington that was careless, inappropriate, and inexcusable. The comment came across in a way that was opposite of what I intended, but I understand the destructive effect that it had, and I take full responsibility for that, Bonderman wrote in a resignation statement. Having worked with the company for some months on the Holder Report, I recognize the importance of implementing the requirements of the report. Therefore, I have decided to resign from mm. Uber's board of directors. Yeah, it's probably not the best place to be uh, telling your sexual harassment jokes. Well, at I the mean, sexual harassment meeting. Uh, you know, the the thing I've uh, noticed that when uh, you know whenever we've been required to sit through the uh, sexual harassment seminar, uh, that yeah. sexual jokes are usually frowned upon at yeah. that moment. Do you remember uh, the last time we had one of those was like years ago? Yes, we all went out to a restaurant to eat. Like they gave us free lunch. Yeah, and we went to gave... Hooters. Yeah, I believe it was Hooters. It was Hooters and uh, <laughs> an adult world. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. Yeah. Right. No, but we uh, we had dinner or we had lunch, and then they gave us the it was like a like a two hour like seminar about sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm bored there, and I have the sexual harassment quiz in front of me, so I did a little doctoring on the paper, and then took a picture of it and sent it to all my friends. It says "sex ass quiz" on it now. It's <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Yeah, Isn't that great? great? Yeah, that's great. How do you put a bunch of childish men into a room and tell them to behave themselves. Well, you don't, but there were also uh, a good number of women who were there, too. The women. How about, the question really should be, now: how do you put a bunch of men, how do you put a bunch of immature radio people in the same room and expect them to all be serious for a while? I don't, I don't know. I don't think we've ever had any kind of serious event. <laughs> I don't think we've ever had a mature person working here. With, uh, with, with just that. Hey, uh, does your wife know the password to your phone? She does. She does. Yeah. Here's a uh, fun topic to bring up uh, tonight. If you're in a serious relationship, should the person you're with have to tell you the password to their phone? Or is it okay to keep that info to yourself? 
Well, I know her password too, so yeah. it's it's not like you know, she knows and I don't. I mean, but you're married. Maybe we, this is more like a boyfriend girlfriend situation. Boyfriend girlfriend, maybe not as much. But you know, if you if you're, but I yeah, I got nothing so to hide I, on my phone. I don't I don't either, and I've told her what I've told my girlfriend what the password is, but it, she doesn't remember. Okay, so I because I say you know I told you what the password is. Well, I don't remember that. Well, because it's it's not your phone, so you're not going to remember something that doesn't belong to you. Right. But I have uh, there's nothing in there that's you know yeah, damning I, or anything. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's not snooping you know, through my phone, and I'm not snooping through her well, phone. That's the so thing. it's like, like yeah. I have no I I have no reason to. I right. have No reason to even ask for that. You know. I don't really grab her phone to look through it anyway. I just you know we have a relationship here's, of trust. Here here's why I don't uh, you know. Give out my phone code because I don't want my kids going on it. Oh yeah, I don't want my kids getting into my phone to see all your porn sites and stuff like that. Well, it's not even that. It's just like the idea that they're no because I don't. I don't. I. I'm very careful with that. that yeah, kind of thing. Of course, that is a private alone thing. You know, like that's all kept away. That's you know what Steve I mean? that's, time. That's Steve time, and nobody ha- can mm-hmm. never see that kind of thing. That's until right. Until after I die, and then they'll find the cachet. Uh, oh, no, we'll stuff. all look through it. Uh, but, yeah, no, that, that that's separate. I'm talking, like, that's the only reason why I wouldn't want my phone code being known, like, saying it out loud, because my kids would pick it up. Yeah, but. I just don't want them going on, uh, you know, game sites and things like that. More, why you don't want them messing up your games? It's my phone. I don't. Want, you know how much this thing was? It's freaking expensive. It's oh, like I know. A kid I... who spills juice everywhere, <laughs> picking up my stuff. You don't want your kids grinding the little goldfish crackers into into the plate into the the buttons. Someone polled twenty thousand Americans to find uh, what the consensus is, and most people think you shouldn't have to share it. Well, I. I guess it's. I guess I shouldn't. I sh- if I'm not being forced to do it, you know, voluntarily yeah, I mean, giving you know, up that information is one thing. I don't think you have to do it, mm-hmm. but I, you know, on the other hand, if you know, if you're looking to build a relationship of trust, you know, there should be nothing yeah. on there that you have to worry about. Men were a little more likely to say passwords should be private, and age matters too. People under 35 were more likely to have an issue with not sharing passwords. Now, I'm sure of it if we talk to Steve Weissman, he would say, don't share your passwords. Not even with the person that's close to you. Right. Yeah. But I, I think in the real world, you know, sometimes that doesn't uh, necessarily fly. No. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast, which is brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. Look for the black and white can now at every Big Y Express. Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 35. Tomorrow, uh, cloudy with a high of 43. It is four right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Pioneer Valley Arms in East Slung Meadow is your one-stop shop for all your firearm needs, including... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 811 and the Jay Giles Band at Rock 102. Looking at uh, mostly sunny skies today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 43. Looking at two right now in downtown Springfield. You know, I was uh, I was gonna talk about the phone a little bit, but I got some other stuff going on here. I got a real problem with this pope. The pope. The pope. What's your problem with the pope? Oh, I got problems, baby. Last week he comes out and he's uh, you know he's talking about because they're trying to like make it the modern Catholic Church, 
by kind of, you know, right. waxing the rules on some of these things. Mm-hmm. So one of them was uh, do not, um, whatchamacallit, do not... Uh, 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 cover thy neighbor's wife? No. It, oh, don't uh, condemn your children for being gay. Oh, like, I thought it was, was going to be that false gods thing. No. And then, uh, and then I'm like, okay, uh, that's great and all, but why don't you fix these other problems you got first? You know, like the... Children being molested and the harboring of priests being Mm -hmm. moved to this day, like that, that hasn't stopped. You know, they're they're still hiding some of these these folks. And it's like, why don't you why don't you get get on the moral wagon on that one before you start moral wagon on everything else? I uh, I can't uh, I can't disagree with you. You know, there's there's uh, there's lots of hypocrisy uh, to go around. But you know, you also got to understand that you know when it comes to uh, some of the things that this pope. In particular, have uh, have dealt with, yeah. You know, it's a it's a large international church, and while you know abuse is uh, is unacceptable in yeah. every country in the world, and damn well should be, you know, some of the other issues they're facing. I mean, it's a slow moving behemoth. But you're right. I mean, they should have been dealing with uh, you know cleaning up after themselves uh, with a little bit more uh, enthusiasm than they have. Uh, Pope Francis on Monday shared some words of encouragement with a group of people who, quote, whose work uh, appears to be thankless. Francis speaking to a delegation from the Agenzia dell'Entrate, Italy's uh, revenue injury, uh, agency. That's the IRS of the uh, of Italy. A revenue injury is what you said, the though. That's a little... Yeah. Uh, they encourage the... Uh, Usually tax- a revenue injury takes involves like a tire iron and a kneecap. Yeah, he encouraged the uh, tax collectors to keep working to redistribute wealth and help the poor. Francis acknowledged that the group is often seen as an agency that is, quote, putting your hands in other people's pockets, but that's what they do, and that's a valuable service. Uh, in reality, taxation is a sign of legality and justice, he said. He went on to urge the wealthy to pay their fair share. Oh, boy. He pissed off a lot of rich people yesterday. Oh, yeah. You, uh, you can guarantee some of them rich people are going to put their money somewhere else. It uh, Taxation must favor the redistribution of wealth, looking out for the dignity of the poorest who risk uh, always being uh, cr- ended up crushed by the powerful. Let us work so that culture of the common good grows. This is important so that the universal destination of goods is taken up seriously. So be nice to the tax preparers. Is what he's well, the saying. tax preparers or the, or the, tax, or the tax distributors, the like tax, uh, like we should all pray for the IRS agents. Yes, because the you know they have a dirty job. They Listen. have a very difficult uh, position to take your taxes and you know well, foreclose might, on your home or might, yeah whatever they got to do. I might pray for individual uh, people who work for the IRS, depending on what situation they're in. But I'm not praying for them to do good at their job to no. tax me. Usually, when it comes to taxes and and uh, and prayer. I'm usually praying for the largest available refund. Yeah, that's that's, that's where uh, my prayers begin and end. That's usually where I'm at too. I, yeah. I never pray. Please let me pay more to distribute all of my money to the poor. <laughs> I'm never gonna do that. But they, you know, when they, they he talks about stuff like this, they really need to lax those rules about pastors not being able to get married, because I really think. You know, that particular job kind of attracts people that may otherwise. Yeah. Um, no, I get that. And, I and, and you know, you also have uh, in certain parts of the world, 
you have a an appalling uh, lack of clergy mm-hmm. out there. I mean, there just aren't that many people going into into clergy, into into religious life. There are not that many people looking to be priests. There are certainly not that many women looking to be nuns. And, you know, I mean, to me, I, it would make more sense to have women be pastors in the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. But, you know, like I said, this is an international church, and you're dealing with different cultures all over the and world. That, and, that, and that's where the problem becomes. Yeah. Because there are cultures out there that don't aren't ready to accept a lot of this stuff that maybe the Western world is accepting. I mean, you know, the, the, the largest growth area <laughs> in the world for the Catholic Church would be Africa and other parts of Asia. Um, not all of those cultures are ready to accept, you know, women or even uh, you know, marriage right. amongst clergy or whatever. I mean, they're, they're not there yet. And, you know, we can't just assume that uh, in the Western world our ideas can be applicable everywhere we're not all working at the same speed right. and that's how the catholic church understands their mission and that's kind of one of the reasons why it works for some and not so much for others uh you know i uh i should be the pope making all these rules yeah i don't know if you're qualified i think you need to be like a cardinal or have been a bishop at one point well if i was uh, if i was in charge church would be fun uh, fun how? How would you make it fun? Well, you make it like a like an interactive museum every time you go in there. You put, you like, know? the headphones on and oh, yeah, you go to, like, uh, each yeah, station of the cross? Exactly. Yes. Yes, the stations of the cross. You, uh, We've worked for a couple of those before. <laughs> yes, we have. Um, but, yeah, uh, the you have, like, just these, uh, like, a museum. Like, when you walk into a museum, you put the headset on, you listen to different things, at least. And it, and it could be, like... Uh, the Bible read by like Morgan Freeman, like some soothing, relaxing yeah, voice. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, yeah, and then you know have like uh, some of the more you know dynamic parts of the Bible read by say like a Samuel L. Jackson or yeah. a uh, Gilbert Gottfried, perhaps. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson reading the uh, the story of Sodom. You know what? That yeah. would be yeah the Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, you're yeah, absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. How great would that be? I think that would be great. Or uh, maybe uh, maybe the Noah's Ark thing. Yes, you're absolutely right. But you know they don't always. It's time go... to get these Monday through Friday giraffes off this Monday through Friday monkey fighting giraffe ark. Yeah, see, I would think like like Moses and the yeah. uh, and the plagues, yeah, you know, yeah. with uh, with Pharaoh mm-hmm. and uh, with Samuel L. Jackson. That would make sense because you got the plague of locusts. You know, the, the 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 plague of frogs. You mm-hmm. get the uh, you know the uh, the waters turning to red to, yeah. to red blood. Yeah, that would be a, a Samuel L. Jackson type yeah. of thing. And uh, you know, when you get to the the Eucharist, uh, it's it's a very untasty bread. It's very bland. Are you looking to introduce dips? Well, uh, we were talking earlier how you could make them like uh, Doritos. Mm. You know, put different flavors to them. I told you, uh, my uh, I knew somebody who had um, access to the wafers, the Eucharistic wafers. Yeah, unblessed. Right. So it was not sacrilegious, but we took because you can order them. You can order them online. You can... Well, a lot of those wafers. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're again they're not consecrated wafers, but they're sometimes used in other kinds of baking. It's really? like the unleavened bread. It's not even a bread, but it's like the wafer, 
and people like will like, make like petty fours on top of them. It's, it's, it's there's actually a thing that you can do with them. You can make something out of them, like an ingredient well, I mean, to it, another it, recipe. It, it's not really, you know, it, it's 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 a it's like a, it would be like a piece of uh, dough, okay, like the bread that you would put the petty four on top. And and bake it that way, yeah. and it's basically just a, a placeholder, and you can still eat it, it's still edible. Yeah, my uh, my uh, my ex mother in law used to have those too, and she'd snack on them. Yeah, but I would like dips. You know, dips would be good. Well, that's what we did. We took these and we made like a seven deadly sin layer dip. That sounds uh, good. We did that. It was like guacamole and chili. And I have sour to tell cream. you, I'm uh, I am a big fan of queso. I would well, love queso. queso with a with a Eucharist. Yeah, I mean, you know, an unblessed one. I mean, it's uh, not to be sacrilegious in any way, and I don't mean to but, be offending but, but anybody. But who doesn't love a queso? Listen, I'm not going to go out of my way to be sacrilegious. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I I do respect the, you know, people who uh, have faith in those religions. True. I, I don't uh, I don't uh, put you down for that. But queso is sacrilegious. I, it is. Is it really? Sack delicious. Yes, sac sacrilicious. I don't know if I, I should say, say sack delicious in the same. <laughs> Either one. It's the same. I'm, yeah. We're kind of getting at the same uh, the same uh, punchline there. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it, they're they're not bad when you mix them with other things. And this is what my idea to bring the church to modernism would be. You know, like uh, you know, you know what? you get involved with that uh, that gal down there has got the axe throwing thing. You know, we'll have a, like an axe throwing thing in the back of the church. You take out all the pews. You got plenty of room in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Axe throwing, uh, actual beverages you can purchase. I think like there's a bar. A, I think there's enough lapsed Catholics in there that uh, you really don't want them with axes. Okay, uh, any any number of a bowling alley, a couple of lanes in there. That would be kind of cool. You, you know, know uh, Holy Name Church. Yeah. Here in Springfield, in their social center. Used to have a bowling alley. In Get out of here! Really? I swear to God, they had a bowling alley. Well, like two lanes or something like that. Or was it was something, something like that. It was it was like a small. I think four lanes is what they had. I yeah. mean, they they have dismantled it because it's. I don't know if you know this. It's kind of expensive to maintain bowling lanes. Oh, it is. Oh yeah, no, it's it's not something that just pays for itself. You got to maintain the. You got to maintain the floors. You got to maintain the machinery. You got to get it, uh, you know, fresh balls. The oiling of the lanes. Yes. Oh. Very expensive. So they, they <coughs> I believe they removed the bowling alley. I would like a couple of balls and pins in the house. Yeah. That'd be that kind of cool. I'd like to put one in my house. That would be great. I don't have a big enough house for that. Though. Nobody ever says, you know what this house could really use? A bowling alley. A bowling alley. You know, you know, you know maybe like a, like a mud room or, you know, to redo a kitchen. But no one goes for the bowling alley. I really enjoy bowling. You want to rush? Well, I mean, it's a it's a fun game. I think it's a fun game to play with other people. Like, you know, it's, here's the truth about bowling. Yeah. Anytime someone says, "Hey, let's go bowling," yeah. My first inclination is, I'm not sure I really want to go bowling. But when I go bowling, when I'm actually bowling, yeah. in my head, I'm saying, you know what? I'm having a damn fine time bowling. I actually like bowling. It's a fun game. It's a great game. Yeah. Nothing I mean, better than rolling your balls down 60 feet of hardwood flooring. There's nothing better than wearing somebody else's shoes. That's my favorite Yeah, that's part. a good one, too. When I have to, uh, when they just, 
and they put that little disinfectant spray in there. Like everything's okay now. That's it. It's like it's, it's like it's, it's it's like a like a forget me not in an aerosol can. Yeah. How come uh, how come nobody ever brought that up as a cure for COVID? They we did. Been, we, did they? They did. There were oh. memes out there already. Oh, was there really? Because yeah. I was gonna say that was like one of those things that uh, you just kind of accepted as being disgusting when you went somewhere. I believe that's what kept Joe Rogan alive. Is that what it was? Yeah, the horse tranquilizer and the bowling and shoe spray. And the bowling spray. shoe spray. <laughs> well, if it, if it can ward off all those other diseases and foot funguses, I'm telling you, get the bowling alley in the Catholic Church. It's 824 on Rock 102. An old Jaguar XKE can stop you in your... Come to learn more. It's 826 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, real quick, uh, on Baxi's musical uh, podcast this week, my guest is uh, Celeste Bell. Celeste Bell is the daughter... Of uh of the late uh, polystyrene legendary uh singer for the uh, the band X Ray Specs back in the seventies. Now you may not know polystyrene from a hole in the wall, or you may not even know the band. But uh the documentary is about to be released in select theaters this week, uh called Polystyrene. I am a cliche. Celeste Bell uh, co-directed this story. I've seen I've seen the the the, uh, the documentary. It is fantastic. In fact, get a hundred percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, in fact, it's going to be at the Amherst Cinema Arts Center tonight at uh, 7 o'clock on Amity Street. It's a wonderful documentary. You don't even have to be a fan of punk music to appreciate the story, but uh, she's my guest this week on the on the podcast. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and directly on rock102.com. It's a really cool interview, of, uh, uh, an amazing woman, uh, Celeste Bell, and her mom is one of the great... One of the most uh, underestimated and uh, important figures in early punk music back in the 70s. Speaking of uh, unestimated uh, music figures, you know what I fell asleep to watching last night? Which I'm going to have to go back and watch again. What? The Gordon Lightfoot documentary. How was that? It was actually pretty good because I didn't realize how influential he was to a lot of different artists. Sure. Bob Dylan. Uh, they they were saying like these two guys should have been a duo together because of their folk songwriting type of style of things where you know ideas probably but they shared a lot of ideas together but not together like they never did a, like a they, performance yeah together. like they were contemporaries but they didn't right you know, they it's not like they sat down together and wrote sundown yeah. and he was uh, he was kind of a badass too well he was Canadian right yeah yeah. Well, a lot of Canadians are badass people, and I'm not talking about the city types. I'm talking about you know those way up in the north. It's a, I believe the documentary is called "If I Could Read Your" or "If You Could Read My Mind." Ooh, that uh, does sound good. Well, yeah, but see, that's the problem is I woke up this morning with that song in my head, which sucked. Yeah, it's you not even what it was. When did he get locked jaw? I don't know, but you ever notice like every song from Gordon Lightfoot yeah. sounds like he's just mumbling his way through it? Yeah. I mean, th- listen, to remember all the lyrics of the record of the Edmund Fitzgerald takes a lot of doing. I couldn't do it, and that's why I'd mumble my way through it, too. All eight minutes of it. Yeah, I know. But, uh, yeah, no, just like him. That's a good documentary. This uh, I Am a Cliche documentary yeah. is fantastic. And uh, so check that out on uh, rock102.com. We have news coming up next on Rock 102. Is it snowing? 832. 
We're back to Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Adam Quinneville Roofing, Roofing, Siding, Roof Shampoo, and more. Log on to 1-800-NEW-ROOF today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. The victim found with a gunshot wound inside of a car in Indian Orchard last week has been identified. Hamden DA's office spokesperson Jim Lydon said that 29-year-old Jorge Rivera Ortiz of Springfield was found seated inside of a motor vehicle. Officers were called at around 5 a.m. Thursday for a well-being check on a person inside of a car. When they arrived, they found an adult man that was dead with a gunshot wound. The homicide unit and the district attorney's office's uh, murder unit is investigating the incident. If you have any information, you're asked to contact the Springfield Police Detective Bureau, or you can text anonymously uh, to text the tip to crimes. Where was the car? It was like sitting on the side of a street. Well, but what's, what street of the orchard? Didn't say? I don't know. I remember. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was like right on, wasn't it right on Main Street? Wasn't it? I, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I don't have that detail, of course. Got to yeah, I mean, you have to believe on Main Street yeah. in Indian Orchard that somebody must have seen something. You know, the problem is getting someone to actually talk about what they've seen. Well, nobody really wants to be the tattletale of the neighborhood. Yeah, I know, but uh, the re- the police kind of require on your tattletaling abilities. I get that, but you you have to remember, uh, you know, uh, the idea that snitches get stitches, bitches. You know what I mean? Like, I don't that's know we why should... people think that. Way. Yeah, I, I just don't know if we es- should be encouraging that. Essex Street. I'm not encouraging it. I'm just telling you how it is. When you go into a neighborhood, people are worried about their safety. They don't want to give up information because of the retaliation they might get. I suppose that's one of the hardest things for police for police work because you can't get somebody to cooperate with you. No, right. listen, I, I I get it. I mean, a, a dude can get uh, you know you know whacked in in you know, the hundreds of people around him, and no one saw a damn thing. You know that unfortunately is uh, makes things very difficult for the police to actually. You know, yeah. get justice. Two Springfield residents were arrested late Sunday night for several firearms charges. According to the Springfield Police Department spokesperson, Ryan Walsh said, My best friend's sister's boyfriend's girlfriend heard from this guy that's going with this girl that around 11.25 p.m. officers were called to Westford search for a gun call, and they later discovered that the suspect, 32-year-old Corey Sharvis, allegedly punched a woman in the face and then pointed a firearm toward a nearby group of people. I guess it's pretty serious. It sounds that way. Before the police arrived, Chavez got in the passenger seat of the car. The car was driven by a second suspect, 35-year-old Shamika Turner. As the two left the incident, police found the car and conducted a traffic stop on Willard Avenue in Springfield. Police seized a large-capacity firearm from inside the vehicle, and both suspects were arrested. You know, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I uh, Years ago, I think it was probably like early 2000s, I was driving to work. I would work like midnight to 8. And I'm driving to work from, I lived in Springfield, uh, on Forest Park, and I'm driving down Sumner Avenue, and I get on, like I'm getting on 91 North, Yeah. and there's this van. It was a white van that had the hazard lights on in the middle of the road, in the middle of the ramp, mm-hmm. and then, uh, no, wait a second. No, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was a car that was... You know, I don't even know if this. Did this ever, ever happen? No. Sorry, you just making this up. I it it is it did happen, but I have to remember a little bit. It was a car that had gotten into some sort of accident. Whether it hit another car or not, there was no other car there on the on ramp. On the uh, on the on ramp to the highway. Okay. Now, 
there was a woman there, and I pulled up to the car, and clearly she's in distress. And I say, "Are you okay?" You know, and she wasn't even like talking to me. So I call nine one one. Well, in the meantime, these two guys show up in a white van. Tell the woman to get in. She gets in. She goes away. And of course, I'm waiting there for the uh, for the police to get there. And I told the I told the cop exactly what happened. And I never heard anything more about that ever again. It was one of the well, strangest did. things that I've ever seen. Well, other than the car, we probably didn't have a whole lot to go on. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like, what the hell was what the hell was that? Was that somebody who didn't have a license and hmm. got into an accident and didn't want to get caught? Could like, be. Could be she part of some sort of uh, what like you might trafficking have, ring? Or well, something? what you like, might have witnessed is an accident and a crime. I, Think about that. Yeah, I could have witnessed that too. And you were wasn't. never called to testify. No, isn't that weird? <sighs> Justice ain't always pretty, Steve. The tenth uh, annual Stuff the Pantry 5K Run and Walk raised fifty-eight thousand dollars and twenty-five hundred pounds of food for the open pantry. Very good. The event was held on uh, Thanksgiving Day, but we're just hearing about how much they collected now. Well, you know, uh, is it uh, is it all pledged money? Well, it, the the event was held on Thanksgiving Day. The Open Pantry released the new stats yesterday, right. so they're just showing you what they. Well, you that's know. you know that's fine because if it's about <laughs> to, you know pledges, sometimes it takes a while for oh. the pledges to actually come in. Yeah, see, I was I was thinking this was like you know, twenty two going. Yeah, well, we're just catching up on this Thanksgiving Day story <laughs> that happened four months ago, three months ago. The uh, Mayflower. The- the Mayflower Marathon yeah. at Rock 102 raised $127,000 uh, three last, months ago. Over the last 10 years, the Stuff the Pantry events have raised $355,000 and collected approximately 10,000 pounds of food for the emergency food pantry. This year's event had more than 1,300 entrants. That's awesome. That's uh, that's pretty damn good. That's real good. Yeah, I'm not going to get into it. Hey, remember yesterday when we were talking about the Wordle? Yes, I just saw this. Can, can you? Ahead. I just, yeah. I just stumbled across a story just now. Yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah. So this this guy Wardle's free. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy, his name is Josh Wardle, mm-hmm. is the creator of this game Wordle. Okay. He he's an engineer. He he's out of uh, I think he's out of Brooklyn, originally British, but he he created this game so that his girlfriend would have something to do during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It launched to the public on November 1st. Yeah. He just sold it to the New York Times for seven figures. Good for him. Good for him. It's February 1st. I wish I was smart enough to do something like that. I wish I wasn't such a mouth-breathing, knuckle-dragon moron. Yeah, but see, now, but, okay, this game everybody's getting addicted to. Yep. Now they're going to start charging for it. It says it's not going to be free anymore. Yeah. You're going to have to pay a fee to get this game. And I'm, oh, I don't like the sound of that. Well, that's see, that's the uh, the problem with the New York Times. The New York Times is looking to monetize what the New York Times is all about. And uh, now that you've got, it's I it, it uh, there's like uh, over a million users of this game since November. They're just looking at the dollars and cents. But their business model's flawed because I'm not going to pay for that game. 
No way. That's, I played what, it, that's what I mean. Like, I how played it twice. It wasn't that great of a game. How profitable does it get when you have to start charging for it? And are you going to make back the money that you spent on buying the thing? Whenever I see a game in the App Store that's that, that's going to cost me 99 cents to play, <laughs> get out of here with that. That's I'm ridiculous. never downloading a game like that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. I'm off the game. Uh, a Florida sheriff kept his promise of treating jail employees to cake and ice cream uh, once a certain inmate was out of their care. Convicted killer Kimberly Kessler was transported Friday morning from Nassau County Jail to the Florida Women's Reception Center to begin her life sentence. I like how they make jail sound like so nice. It, it really does sound pretty good. The Women's Reception Center, as if there's tea and juice and cookies. Is there a turndown service on a concierge? It sounds like it. Kessler had been in the care of the Nassau County Sheriff's Office for three and a half years, and according to the sheriff, Kessler was known for giving jail staff a hard time, including throwing feces at them and smearing it on herself. Now, that's a classy lady. <laughs> When's she getting out? Yeah, right? That's some uh, caged heat right there. You want to rush? Fugitive sex. <laughs> a uh, conservative... That's, it's caged heat. That sex will melt your face off. A conservative estimated uh, cost borne uh, by taxpayers for Kessler's suicide watch, medical costs, transportation, and food is more than $215,000, the sheriff wrote in a Facebook post. Jail employees are, quote, glad they no longer have to deal with her, uh, sharing photos of the celebratory cake with icing that read... Incarceration, relocation, celebration. <laughs> you know, we uh, we did this one time uh, for a guy that retired from the railroad. Oh, you, uh, you threw uh, you threw feces at his no, uh, retirement party? No, uh, it was a guy that nobody really cared for. It was uh, it was up in Worcester. Yeah, and we we threw a party that he was gone, retired. We threw him a retirement party, but he wasn't there. He wasn't invited. No, we all went out to a restaurant, uh, had drinks and ate dinner. Oh, yeah. And celebrated the fact that he was no longer walking through the doors of this place. That's the kind of thing. That's what you... We're, we should have a celebration. <laughs> we, yeah, always, it's, it's been a while since we've had that well, kind of party. I have always said, like, whenever somebody gets let go from here... Mm -hmm. Like, you can tell how well they were liked by the type of party that they receive at the end. Yes and no. Well, yes and no, yeah. or, or, it's, or it's about the, uh, the level that they were at. Maybe that's where it gets you. There was that one manager who left, and we had that big, fancy, like, catered meal. Yeah, and right. And it was uh, from some local place that right. made good food. But I've also seen people that people uh, seen people go that people didn't like, and they got a big party thrown their way and a yeah. huge gift. So huge that many of us were looking at like each other like, Why did, did that they, person Why did that? they? How, yeah. how did that happen? And, uh, like... You know, when we had that, that lady we were talking about, the one of the nicest ladies that worked ever worked, ever yeah. worked here, was in, um, uh, we had the party for the going away party. It was a very well, nice party. It was a very nice party. We, and invi she, and, we invited former employees. Yes, and, yeah. and she deserved that. that, that without a que without question. There are some people that have come through the doors of this place that uh, then leave, and then they expect something. If you get a pizza party on your way out, nobody really cares. If you get, uh, yeah, the pizza party is definitely mm. definitely a telltale sign. Yeah, the party pizza, the Bon Voyage party pizza. E yeah, and and uh, it would would have been, had to have been bought with all the extra 
gift cards we yeah. have around here. It would, like no one actually would put out money for your going away party. And then that one girl didn't get anything. She didn't get a going away party. No, she did not. <clears throat> you know, probably could have used a nothing. <laughs> I'm not gonna... I can't. I gotta remember that sometimes people still listen to. This yeah, show, no, you gotta, you, know? gotta, you, you gotta, gotta keep careful. that in mind. Hey, uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today gonna be mostly sunny. You're bailing a, already. It's eight forty-four. Uh, you want so. me to do another story? Nah. I mean, I could, or no, we could. Uh, all right. We could come back and do another one. You want to do that? I guess. Why don't we do that? Sure. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 35. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 42. It's 11 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Pioneer Valley Arms in East Slung Meadow is your one-stop shop for all your firearm needs, including mass.